For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Russia revolt falls silent, but mercenaries' future still uncertain. Republicans' enduring commitment to Trump on full display at conference. And North Korea holds parade, warns of nuclear war with US. It's Monday, June 26. I'm Anthony Davis. The mercenary soldiers who briefly took over a Russian military headquarters on a rebellious march towards Moscow were gone on Sunday, but the short-lived revolt has weakened President Vladimir Putin just as his forces are facing a fierce counter-offensive in Ukraine. Under terms of the agreement that ended the crisis, General Prigozhin, who led his Wagner troops in the failed uprising, will go into exile in Belarus but will not face prosecution. It was unclear what would ultimately happen to him and his forces. Few details on the deal were released either by the Kremlin or Belarusian President Alexander Lukashenko, who brokered it. Neither Prigozhin or Putin has been heard from, and top Russian military leaders have also remained silent. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken described the weekend's events as extraordinary, recalling that 16 months ago Putin appeared poised to seize the capital of Ukraine, and now he has to defend Moscow from forces led by his one-time protégé. It was not yet clear what the fissures opened by the 24-hour rebellion would mean for the war in Ukraine, but it resulted in some of the best forces fighting for Russia being pulled from the battlefield. The Wagner troops, who had shown their effectiveness in scoring the Kremlin's only land victory in months, and the Chechen soldiers sent to stop them on the approach to Moscow. The Wagner forces' largely unopposed rapid advance also exposed vulnerabilities in Russia's security and military forces. The mercenary soldiers were reported to have downed several helicopters and a military communications plane. Ukrainians hoped the Russian infighting could create opportunities for their army, which is in the early stages of a counter-offensive to take back territory seized by Russian forces. Under terms of the agreement that stopped Prigozhin's advance, Wagner troops who did not back the revolt will be offered contracts directly with the Russian military, putting them under the control of the military brass that Prigozhin was trying to oust. A possible motivation for Prigozhin's rebellion was the Defence Ministry's demand, which Putin backed, that private companies sign contracts with it by July 1st. Prigozhin had refused to do it. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said he told US President Joe Biden in a phone call yesterday that the aborted rebellion in Russia had exposed the weakness of Putin's regime. 
Enduring loyalty to the disgraced former President Donald Trump was on vivid display at a Republican conference this weekend, convened just two weeks after he was indicted on 37 federal charges related to his alleged mishandling of classified documents. Addressing this year's Road to Majority conference on Saturday, Trump lashed out against federal prosecutors, who have accused the former president of intentionally withholding classified documents from authorities and obstructing justice in his efforts to keep those materials concealed. Trump, who could soon face additional charges in Washington and Georgia, told the friendly crowd that he considered each of his two indictments so far to be a great badge of courage as he ran to unseat Democratic incumbent Joe Biden. Trump lied to the conservative audience, I'm being indicted for you. Trump was among several Republican presidential candidates to speak at the conference held in Washington and hosted by the right-wing evangelical group Faith and Freedom Coalition. His message was echoed by some of his presidential primary opponents, several of whom used their conference speeches to attack the Department of Justice. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis promised to replace the FBI Director Christopher Wray, appointed during Trump's presidency, while South Carolina U.S. Senator Tim Scott pledged to fire Attorney General Merrick Garland. But one of Trump's primary opponents, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, did not shy away from directly confronting the former president, accusing him of letting us down. North Korea held mass rallies in Pyongyang, where people shouted slogans vowing a war of revenge to destroy the United States, as it marked the 73rd anniversary of the outbreak of the Korean War. Around 120,000 working people and students took part in the rallies held across the capital on Sunday. Photos released by state media showed a stadium crowded with people holding placards reading The whole US mainland is within our shooting range and the imperialist US is the destroyer of peace. Sunday's anniversary came amid concerns Pyongyang could soon conduct another launch of its first military spy satellite to boost monitoring of US military activities after its first attempt ended in failure at the end of May. North Korea now has the strongest absolute weapon to punish the US imperialists and the Avengers on this land are burning with the indomitable will to revenge the economy, KCNA said. Nuclear-armed North Korea has been testing various weapons, including its biggest intercontinental ballistic missile, ramping up tension with the South and the South's main ally, the United States. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. On the morning of August 1, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery 
and I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify and all the usual suspects.